Space, the final frontier. These are the voyages of the Trek Mate Podcast. Its continuing mission to entertain, enlighten, educate, and talk all things Trek. To boldly go where no podcast has gone before. Make it so. I've twisted the knob back and forth and back and forth and nothing's happening. Well done on that roll. That was fucking excellent. Like, yeah. you really made me hate you. I, can, I would say it hasn't aged well, but I can't imagine it was even fucking good at the time. Program initiated. Hello and welcome to Trekmate. My name's Wayne. Hello everybody, my name's Jude and... Uh, Two weeks in a row, we, we've got some sort of structure, even more so this week, I'd say. Um, Remind me. I'm going to talk about some of the same stuff I spoke about last week. Um, but as people will know from the description that they've read either on the website or on your podcast, Catcher Thing or whatever, mm-hmm. um, we're mostly, me and Wayne, going to be speaking about Voyager tonight, finally giving Voyager some love. Well, that's the thing. It, it, to be honest... When I think about it, I don't. Th- it's never been purposely done, but no. we haven't really spoke that much Voyager. We we haven't, and I've said over the years, you know, I've made we've both made lots of jokes about Voyager, but I've always made it clear that it's something I need to get back to. But just out mm-hmm. of the uh, original five, um, I don't know. Just for, for whatever reason, I, I had my reasons. I've had my reasons. I was the least interested in that. I had the least connection mm-hmm. uh, to that. But especially after um, newer treks being a bit more mm-hmm. disappointing than we thought or expected, I think it has made it that much easier for me to give it a proper another chance. And, and, and But but we're going to come to that in a bit. Can I talk about yeah. some uh, some other stuff first? And then we'll go on a of course proper Voyager well, not rant, but we'll have a proper Voyager episode for once. Yeah, no, definitely. So I just wanted to tell you and uh, and the listeners from last week, and any new listeners as well, uh, mm-hmm. about some things that I've got in the post. Oh, uh, you've had a few things arrive, have you? Yeah, so I got my um, I got my Mad Magazine um, DS9 special Excellent. in the post today. Cost me it cost me ninety nine p before postage. Bargain, which is cheaper than it was when it came out in the shops. Um, Posted on the magazine. What would that have been like? About three quid or? No, no, they didn't even charge that. It was about one fifty or something. So I paid about two pounds fifty. And uh, did it come like in good nick? It wasn't destroyed by the post. Really good, good condition. Especially seems it's from like nineteen ninety two. I think. Mm-hmm. 
Um, is it? Will it be ninety two? Yeah, it was because I, I think they were only one season into uh, DS Nine by the looks mm-hmm. of the characters in the pictures. Uh, but yeah, they'd really looked after it, had it in a sleeve and everything, and um, he even had cardboard on it. So you know, had cardboard inside yeah. the envelope. So very good eBay seller, definitely. I can't remember what they're called. I never do. I only ever remember their names when they're bad, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Um, but so yeah, they'll be getting a good review. Excellent, excellent. And for the price, bargain. Oh, I'll I'll send you some. Um, pictures over of it cool. uh, i'll send you the front cover and just a couple of um jokes from the inside uh, as i said to you last week it's like a um if if anyone there out there's not ever read magazine uh, mad magazine it's basically like um like the naked gun movies and the airplane movies that sort of humor yeah where it, where it's it's a bit rude but it, to me, I feel like it's more for for kids than it is for for adults. I remember really enjoying it as a kid. So That's these a are very, just very cool cover, and I'd say because the the art on it reminds me of Spitting Image. Yes, it's very similar to Spitting Image. The art. Uh, I I think they have different artists doing different parts in the magazine, but I think they have the mm-hmm. same one doing the front covers and whatever the main. Uh, thing they're satirizing that week is so yeah mm-hmm. if you see the first joke very much like our sense of humor so it that picture is actually taken from a much bigger bar scene where it's got all the characters and they're all just introducing themselves and you know it's just <laughs> mocking that character <laughs> but that's the one i found most funny so i'll let you describe it uh definitely it's uh, in this picture, there's uh, a voluptuous... Is that the word? Voluptuous yeah. uh, woman uh, sitting I on the bar stool. I presume she's a Dabo girl. But no, she ba- isn't, because she's gone there. So she's speaking to another customer at Quarks and saying, you know Actually, who I Do you know what I think? Her, like much of the people in that scene, I think her outfit is probably taken from Slave uh, Princess Leia. A little bit, yeah. And, well, uh, they've got Jabba the Hutt in that scene and Yoda and Darth Vader in there as well. Oh, well, that would make sense then. Yeah. And uh, she just says, you know who I don't see here? Constable Wodo, the alien who can alter his shape and turn himself into anything he wants. And then the bar stool underneath her arms is saying, yeah, is looking up saying, I'm here and loving every minute of it. I hope she never gets up. Yeah. <laughs> And I've sent you another oh, one, um, <laughs> and it, again, very similar. Okay, so this is uh, Bashir and Dax, Jadzia, talking to each other, and Jadzia has said, Dr. Flasher, I'm having trouble opening this door. I've twisted the knob back and forth and back and forth, and nothing's happening. <laughs> and the uh, door has a speech bubble coming from it. So what does she mean nothing's happening? I'm in ecstasy. Being a shapeshifter (laughs) is the greatest. Yeah. Mate, when you bought this, as soon as you read it, you must have been like, this is for me. Yeah, oh, them two. Yeah, those two, definitely. I was like, I have to take a picture of them and and, and send them on to Wayne. There's no no way I'm sharing I love it. It, it, it. And let's say it just fits in with uh, the podcast perfectly. It does. Yeah. Yeah. Very. Um, fun. 
I might even I I tell you what, I'm going to make uh, that the um uh the uh little thumbnail for the episode. Oh okay, cool. Yeah, good idea. Yeah. We could have thought of that. Yeah, no definitely. Whether, um, which one we take I'll tell you what, I'll add all three of those pictures to the description on the website, but pick one of them to use as the um thumbnail. Absolutely brilliant. Maybe go with the the colour one just because it, color it's colour. Yeah, now. it's yeah. not as funny as the other two things, but um, stands out. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but if anyone wants to check out um, what uh, like the pictures that Judah sent us, they will be on the website at trekmate.org.uk under this uh, podcast's description. So yeah, and I'll make sure to do that. I'm just going to send you um, a couple of other pictures of something I got in the mail today, what I told you and the listeners about uh, last week. Posty's been busy today, then. He has, yeah. Like I, I don't know if he seemed a bit angry with me that I <laughs> deliver that much stuff today. It's like, oh, what man, have you staying two metres away? Yeah. Okay, let's have a look. What is it's just loads than this, but I've just sent you. Ah, oh, it's your cards. It's my cards. Oh, yeah, so beautiful. It's a set of fifty uh, trading cards, and the second picture is the shiny ones. There's like mm. had two shiny ones, but it doesn't really come across in the picture very well. You kind of got to be in the room with it. Yeah. Oh um, no, I can get the effects that it will. Like, it, it, you mm. get an idea of what it's going to be. I do love trading cards. I do. So this was quite a small set, and they're called Star Trek Deep Space Nine Premiere cards. And I had presumed when I saw it on eBay that it was all based on the first season. And then when mm-hmm. I've got them today, I realised, oh, God, no. It's all based on the emissary, the, the first episode, and that's it. Mm-hmm. So it's 50 cards taking you through the story of that first episode, which no, I, I really enjoy. Like you hear different opinions on that episode. Some people really praise it. Some I people love have, it. Yeah, I do. And I think the more times I watch it, which I've watched it again recently doing a DS9 mm. rewatch, I love it. It does set the tone. It does explain who's who. And here's this big story arc that's coming with uh, with the emissary role and mm-hmm. the religious acts aspects and stuff like that and uh, yeah it's a great starting point for the show yeah oh absolutely and once again it goes back to it was uh, the first deep space nine uh, vhs that i owned so it ended up being the one that I had watched the most times by a certain before a certain point. Yeah. And I now I just I think it's a really solid episode. Introduces all of the characters brilliantly and gives you mm-hmm. a tone for what the show is going to be. And so the it, only person it doesn't introduce well, well, his name's not on the beginning credits, so I can understand why they didn't do the um, side characters till later, but mm-hmm. which would be Rom. Yeah. Rom is not himself in those first few episodes. No. First two or three. No, exactly. They introduced Nog, but not really Rom. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But uh, that's... Uh, that's uh, understandable. That, uh, that these things happen when they're yeah. uh, going early. And as you said, when... Uh, 
with Deep Space Nine, you just assume that uh, there are so many full cast members. Mm. But it's like, no, they're recurring characters. They're, it's like they're not actually built to, to appear every episode. It's like even just as we've said before, with recurring characters like Rom, you think that he's about a lot more, but it's just yeah. because he's referenced all the time by other characters, whether it's like uh, whether it's uh, Quark or later on the Chief or something. I was else. watching. Um, I was watching a Deep Space Nine episode earlier mm-hmm. on. Um, from season two, I think it's called just Cardassians. I think it's just called, hmm. and um, it's only uh, yeah, it's like episode four or five of um, season two, and it's only the second appearance of Garrick. That's and amazing. like already at that time, you feel like you've seen him loads, and it's like no, this is the second time. Yeah, I, honestly, it's it's really strange how it happens. It's the same with Martok. It's the same with Gowron. It's the same. With, there are so many people that you just think that you've seen that many more times, but no, mm. no. And it, but it's a testament, really, to how well those writers created that universe. Yeah, just in your head, they're there. Praise to the to the writers, definitely, and then also to the actors that pull off the characters and make you care about them even more on oh, that absolutely. show. Absolutely, absolutely, because that's the thing. There isn't a single uh, like recurring character that you really don't give a fuck about because you either love them no. or you tend to hate them. Yeah, but that, like that's high win. Yeah, exactly. They, they, it's what they want you to do. I think ultimately, if the actress that ever played Kai Wynn, which I know she's played other good roles in her career, but mm-hmm. if she ever did a convention, I'd have to like shake her hand or the verbal version of shaking her hand and just say yeah. like well done on that role that was fucking excellent like yeah you really made me hate you and oh, that's yeah. a good thing you know like that doesn't happen a lot no and that's the thing it honestly it i would be exactly the same with it i'd have to say it's just like i it, like i hated kai win and I'd not because say, she's annoying you know, like we do a podcast and we do a YouTube show and like the hate is out there for you <laughs> all these decades yeah. later people still hate you. But I hope you know that's is, a good thing. <laughs> yeah, no, not in a bad way, isn't it? Yeah. In in a way of you really done your job. Really, really well. Yeah. Really well. Because that's it. And but funnily enough, I don't know if maybe she's just typecast in this type of role, but I've only ever seen her playing bitches. Yeah, the other one is Nurse Ratchet, isn't it, from uh, One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest, where yep. it's a very similar character. And I've you know. seen her uh, on a couple of other shows that Leanne has watched over time, where I'm like, fuck, it's Kai Wynn. And she's mm-hmm. like, oh, she's a real bitch. And I was <laughs> like, she was a bitch in Deep Space Nine. <laughs> yeah. So I yeah. bet she's probably a really nice person in real life. I, I hope she is, anyway. Um. Yeah, she probably is. Mm. She probably is, and she. But she, I bet she bloody relishes like having people hate those characters, though. Oh yeah, yeah. No, she she's got a a major talent there. Yeah, because as we've said before, with things, the the worst thing that you can have when it comes to a character or something else is indifference. indifference. Yeah, yeah. So, oh no, definitely, definitely. Okay. 
before I get on to Voyager, while I'm still on DS9, um, <laughs> people, listeners who are, who've listened to last week's show... Oh, and I've got another thing to say uh, about Jeff in a minute. Jeff asked me to say something. Oh. Um, but, uh, yeah, people remember last week I was bidding... Mm-hmm. On the Star Trek Deep Space Nine technical manual, which on average goes for between forty-five to a hundred and five pounds these days in any oh, condition. That is yeah. ridiculous. That is really ridiculous. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, for the first time, I days and days in advance, I set an alarm on my phone. Mm-hmm. Because all these bids on eBay, they're almost all of them. You know, when you've got a few people interested, they're one in either the last hour or the last five minutes. Mm-hmm. So I thought, oh, I'm going to play the game for once. I'm going to play the game of getting on there in the last half hour, Mate, and I you've did. Got to. And I'm really happy and shocked to say that I won it on what I feel is a really good price. How much did you get it for in the end? 15 quid mate that's a fucking bargain i know that's, mate, i that's couldn't believe it like 20 quid lower than you were saying the like like starting price of what people are normally paying yeah they most sellers have it as buy it now for 45 quid Fuck yeah and i'll tell you what that's i feel sorry for that seller because that's normally me puts shit up and then it's like oh well i'm <laughs> saying that they might just do what I know you've done in the past, because I've had it happen to me twice recently already, um, where they just decide not to send it, and they end up having to give you the refund eventually, which I hope that doesn't happen. No, I'm sure, with that, to be honest, I think that's a fair price. I've only ever mm. done that when I've, like... I, it, I've done it twice, and that was when I literally put up uh, an entire it. collection of comic books. I understand and, it as as long as they're honest about it straight away, you, you know, or give, yeah. you know, they don't have to be honest about it, but at least give you that refund straight yeah. away. Like, oh, it's not exactly. happening for some lie I just made up. Yeah, but it's it's when they string you out, it, which is the only time I have a problem when they're like, oh, I sent it, I sent it, and it's like. You don't get your money back until a month later. I had that happen recently. Yeah. Oh no. It, that no. It is a pain in the ass. But no. It, and I just want to stress that at that time, it's like a hundred comic books went for like five pound, and I was like, I am fucking sending that for five quid. Yeah. Yeah. I do get it from a seller's point of view. It's fine. Yeah. You know. Uh, well, for me, it was more a question of. Um, uh, that's mine that's my fucking collection yeah. so in the end I uh, put them all in the raft or the palooza the first palooza instead so yeah, yeah but that was a better um, ending for them I think oh definitely definitely but no mate that's an absolute bargain I know I'm, I'm looking really chuffed yeah no it's, uh, and the book looked absolutely beautiful it Whilst does. The... It, it seems a lot more detailed than the TNG one, which uh, as soon as I won it, like, I was reading the TNG one later that night in sort of anticipation for the DS9 one. But I think w- with the TNG one, it, uh, oh, it is cram-packed full of details. It's more a question of those, um, uh, uh, the, just the illustrations in the mm. Deep Space Nine one are absolutely stunning by the looks of it. 
They are, yeah. That that's partly what really sold me on it. Mm-hmm. It's just how well they've done it, and, and it's a question which. Uh, me being me is just always in my head whenever I'm watching program Star Trek programs. Like, where is this in relation to that, and how big is this? You yeah. know, di- di- you know, different rooms and sections and stuff like that. So uh, that answers all those questions. Which obviously the the showmakers did think about that when they're making it, but you don't see it on the show. There's no reason for them to suddenly bring up a blueprint of the entire thing and say, "Oh, we're here." Yeah, just so you know, Kira's quarters, they're mm-hmm. this far away from the promenade, that far away from... Yeah. And, yeah, no, exactly. So, But no, it's, it is nice to uh, like get those uh, looks into things that you wouldn't necessarily... Now, whilst we're on the subject of things that have been picked up, um, it was my birthday this week. Yeah, it was, so, yeah. Yeah, so, and I... Happy uh, birthday, mate. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. So, yeah, no, and I done uh, just as well with um, getting, uh, like, a few, like, geeky bits as well. Cool. Because I had asked um, me, and I just turned around and said, I I really need some geeky T-shirts and stuff, because since I've lost weight, I've not got many geeky T-shirts. So um, I've been, I didn't take a picture of them as I got them, but I've been taking a picture of them as I wear them. Well, I haven't. I've been getting Amy to take pictures of them. So I'll send you over oh, okay, a cool. couple of the T-shirts that I've got. And then the one that isn't pictured tomorrow is, uh, that I'm wearing oh, tomorrow wow. is. Yeah. That is nice, the Ghostbusters one. I love it. Stay puffed. Yeah, my Ghostbusters t-shirt, it's basically the four guys standing in front of Vecto 1 with Stay Puff walking towards them, and it looks brilliant. Yes, very cool, very crisp mm-hmm. picture, uh, illustration. Oh, yeah. Uh, Super Mario 85 Here We Go t-shirt, that's really nice, that. It's got a sort of almost 70s retro look to it. Oh, it does. Light I love blue it. It, with it like reminds the... me... It reminds me more of like the Famicom rather yeah. than like the NES. Yeah. Yeah, and I absolutely love it. Very cool. And the T-shirt in this picture, which you're actually wearing mm-hmm. uh, as I'm speaking to you, I could have sworn you owned it already, but I think it's because no. I've seen so many people wear it. Yeah. Yeah. I do no, like I've... it. Yeah, the uh, Star uh, Starfleet insignia made out of three ships, uh, made out of the uh, Klingon. Uh, Bird of Prey, uh, not Klingon Bird. Of, what was it called? No, the Klingon Attack Cruiser from TOS, the mm-hmm. Romulan Bird of Prey from TOS, and the Enterprise. And then the one that I got tomorrow, uh, that I'm wearing tomorrow, is um the it's a DeLorean one. It's like a blueprint T-shirt with a few different angles. Oh, nice. The DeLorean yeah. put on it, and Leanne also got us a like Marvel. Is it almost like one of those uh, books, whatever those books are called, Uh, where they, they, I think they make just as much money out of the t-shirts now as they do the books? No, um, no, it isn't. Um, I'll be able to... Someone listening will know what I'm talking about. No, I know exactly what you mean. Like the... The, the books that are like like the old car manual books yeah. that they used to make. Yeah. Uh, uh, no, so it's not one of them. It's 
Uh, one second, I'll get a picture for you. Exciting podcasting. <laughs> um, well, if it takes a second, I'll I'll, I'll say the thing I was going to say. Yeah, go for it. Um, I was speaking to Jeff, one of our listeners, on um, a direct messaging thing on Facebook, and I think he asked me to say this on the show, or mm-hmm. or maybe he was just saying it to me, and I said, oh, okay, I'll say it on the show, because um, he he will say like, oh, I enjoyed the show. Um, mm-hmm. but when you guys were saying this about this, uh, yeah, uh, basically it was about, um, Picard this time round. Oh, okay. Where he said that the showrunner, whatever his name is, Michael Chabon or something like that, mm-hmm. had said he was only try trying to piss off the, um, um, not the diehard fans, but that, oh, I can't remember what term Jeff used. Like the toxic trekkies. Yeah, yeah, that was. I think that is what he said, actually. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, he was trying to piss those people off with the death of um of Hugh and stuff like that. Well, not being funny, you fucking shot yourself in the foot because that was a fucking great character that he had built up. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, and the other thing, what he'd said was, what else did he say about Picard? Uh, I could just bring it up, couldn't I? Mm-hmm. up on the the messenger thing sorry now i'm guilty of doing exactly no, that's all right. what we're doing the reason i brought this up okay here we go picard did say to dr gerati that she will face prosecution when they get to a star base they just he got diverted did. diverted to the other planet so i think that's still going ahead and even as he, even as I read that, I was like, yeah, I think I kind of remember that. But at the same he time, did. they just acted like it hadn't happened, didn't they? Like, yeah, no, he he did say that that was going to happen. But then, since they're all laughing, smiling at the end of the ep- uh, end of the series, mm. it kind of it's doesn't feel not. that way. Yeah, it, it really doesn't feel that way. Um, okay, I've messaged you the. Um, a picture of the T-shirt that I'm getting. Okay. Uh, back on WhatsApp. Yeah. Yeah, that was kind of what I was imagining. That does look very cool. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to kind getting of a that. Dark blue T-shirt. So it is like what most blueprints are. Mm-hmm. And then you've got the front of the car, back of the car with the doors open, side car kind of without any doors on. Mm-hmm. And it's the Back to the Future 2 version, is that right? Because it's got the... Mr. Fusion. And uh, you've got a close-up of the flux capacitor as well. Very cool. And I t- uh, But then I did get a, a little bit of money, um, which I have also ordered two more T-shirts to go along with. I'm absolutely kitted out now for geeky T-shirts. And I love it because I haven't fitted into any geeky T-shirts in a while. I've just ordered these two, awesome. which are coming on Monday. Oh, nice. Oh, yeah. I like that one. I was just looking at that T-shirt today in white, but I don't like white T-shirts. Mm-hmm. Uh, just plain white anyway. But yeah, the Niners one is what I'm talking about. Yeah. Wayne's got, a, it says Niners and it's got the logo and then DS9 Baseball League underneath. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Oh, and, and that's fantastic. Uh, it's got a Deep Space Nine t-shirt uh, with the sort of L-Cars thing mm-hmm. around it. And it's, oh, that's really, really good. 
Yeah, when but, I saw them on. And the overview of, of DS9 and the side view. As well as like the uh, like showing the Bajoran on. star system. Yeah. Oh, do you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna bring something up. Mm-hmm. And you know, I I, as I'm saying it, I sound and feel like a sad sort of bastard for saying it, but like that's all right. It's, it's real life. Sad bastard. <laughs> <laughs> but basically, I was embarrassed to say it last week. I nearly said it, and I was like, oh, I'm embarrassed. And then thankfully, you didn't bring it up again. And I know, uh, as I say this, some people are like going to go, oh, no shit, Jude, we know that. Like, we listen to you all the time. <laughs> yeah. But, like, over the last year, mm. like, gradually, especially more recently in more recent months, I got really carried away with drinking. <laughs> <laughs> Where it stopped, like, being a social thing. Yeah. And it was just, like, an every bloody day thing, like, any excuse thing. Hey, it's seven o'clock. <laughs> yeah, no, really, it that really was the case, and and then when uh, the whole um, coronavirus thing started, like, yeah, that somehow became an excuse, literally, to 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 drink every day, mm-hmm. and you know, I was just making myself ill, and like, you know, just realizing like, this is so pointless. It's so like it. It's full of like empty calories, like so it's making you mm-hmm. fat, even if like you're dieting and doing well with dieting. Otherwise, um, so if you cut down now, have you? I've not had anything to drink for a month. That's really good for you. That's, yeah. Yeah. No. Well done, mate. Cheers, man. And, and are you and feeling I, better for it? I'm definitely feeling much better for it, and I, I want to keep it up. I, I will drink in the future but i think i'm just going to drink for like occasions for like christmas conventions you still have your water bottle at the convention yeah my cheeky water bottle yeah with gin and and fizzy water in it or whatever but um but yeah in in day-to-day life like i I just think if there's no need for it there's no need for it so like let's Mm -hmm. just knock it on the head and just go 99 percent of the time cold turkey um but no, my, even though I'd made that decision on my own and, mm-hmm. and I said, like, I'm going to do this, um, my wife was very, very kind uh, and just said, look, if you can do it, like, I will give you rewards at certain stages. Like, so she said it like the one month mark, the mm-hmm. three month mark and um, the six month mark or something like that. Yeah. And I was like, oh, you don't have to do that. Honestly, don't worry about it. But, you know, she's an excellent wife. And she said, no, you know, I want I want to reward you, you know. And now you've got the one month mark. You're just like, where's my reward? <laughs> oh, no, no. She said right at the beginning, she said, pick up, uh, choose your uh, one month, three month, six mm-hmm. month rewards now. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, I, I can be ready to get them. So my one month reward was a DS9 T-shirt also. Excellent. So um, I don't think I'll be able to get it up on my phone quickly. It was with uh, Red Bubble, is who does it. The people who were supposed to do Trekmates mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah. But uh, they're not at the moment for whatever reason. Um, it is just the the typical picture of the station um, mm-hmm. from from the outside. Um, I don't think there's any wormhole in it. Mm-hmm. It's just just stars around it, but it's uh, and then it's just the Star Trek Deep Space Nine 
logos where you got Star Trek in gold and Deep Space Nine in blue, or is it the other way around? Other way around. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. But, uh, but yeah, that looks very nice. And oh, and it's not black. The T-shirt's like very dark grey, mm-hmm. which I thought made it look a bit more spacey. It kind of yeah. blended in a bit better. But uh, but yeah, I'll show you next week. Excellent. So that that should be on its way as well. Nice. Excellent. Oh, yeah. that's it's it is nice because as i said before i haven't been able to fit in any geeky t-shirts for ages and now mm. i i just love it i just love it because i always just live in t-shirts mm-hmm. so you're yeah, looking those, really good as well man those those pictures yeah. look like a different person that you've just you sent me much. yeah no thank you i appreciate that i appreciate yeah, that well. And, and and I am uh, really happy for you to like, have cut down on the alcohol, mate. And and yes, at you. no at no point do I want you to blame Trek, mate. After uh, it, it seems to happen with my co-hosts, yeah, I drink quarter. <laughs> they all turn to alcohol after so long. Thing is, like after uh, stopping now, and you know having several reasons to do it, like. Mm-hmm. You kind of realise, or I realise, I'm still the same idiot without it. <laughs> still come up with the same stupid yeah. ideas. Like when I was writing questions for you and JD for the as yet unpublished uh, mm-hmm. uh, pod, um, you know, I wasn't drink. I was drinking during the first half, and then the second half, it was like, oh, I still come up with the same nonsense. I still laugh at the same things. I still forget the same things. Like, yeah, like it doesn't matter. You know, like. You, you don't need booze for anything. It just makes some things funner, and but that shouldn't be day-to-day life. That should just be things like concerts and conventions mm-hmm. and special occasions. So I'll keep it to that from now on. No, well done, mate. Well done. Cheers. Um, and uh, the only thing, well, I'd say, uh, I've been very busy. Uh, the last couple of days, uh, I've, mm-hmm. I've already told you, Jude, but yeah, no, broke ground on building the new literally. studio. Yeah, literally, like I've been knocking down walls in the garden and like clearing rubble and everything, and it's yeah, it's on its way. the 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 birth of the new studio is it's awesome. is coming along now, and I'll tell you what, because where it's going, there was a raised pond. Uh, which was made out of concrete and giant stones. Uh, and then behind those walls, it's like uh, mud and everything. And I'll tell you what, knocking down those walls, that took like a good six hours altogether to get so, that. What, like. what, are you renting the tools or what? Uh, well, no, I was lucky because I was using hammer, chisel and um, a uh, sledgehammer. And then one of the neighbours from across the road was like, Wayne, would this be any good? Nice. <laughs> and, and he had a jackhammer, like sort of like a like a handheld one. Mm. So and uh, if he hadn't have gave that to me, that would have been a much much longer job. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Yeah, because even with that, that took me about six hours to get through yeah. the amount of concrete that I did. So. I bet it was yeah. fun using that. I don't think I've ever used one, but yeah, no, I've used one a few times. Like I've done like various manual jobs in the mm. past, but yeah, no, and yeah, no, it is good fun. And so I was just like listening away to podcasts whilst knocking down. 
Could you actually hear one. them over the jackhammer then? Yeah, no, I could because luckily, I every so often I'd miss a tiny bit, but mm. you know, I'd manage to get most of it. But yeah, no, so it's it's going well, and then because basically my garden goes up in steps, so where the pond is is going to be like underneath storage for everything mm-hmm. like kids bikes go-karts lawnmower those sorts of things and then the studio is going to be on like the top floor so it's going to be like a two-floor shed and by doing it that way as well it's going to be quite a big space in there so i'm going to be able to get a lot of geeky stuff in there so i'm looking forward to having a den one of these days i hope i'll be able to come around oh absolutely uh, record some stuff that's it. On the on the post coronavirus days. That's uh, it. Once everything. Yeah, hoping that those are actually a thing. Yeah, that that does actually happen. Mhm. Yeah. Fingers crossed. So, so yeah. No, it was a busy day doing that stay, and then started decorating the kids' room as well. So, yeah. No, it's once again full on DIY centric at the moment which has well, been pretty much my whole thing during the coronavirus yeah no that's a brilliant thing to distract yourself with if you can um mm-hmm. there's not too much i can do and where i am um there isn't too many diy stores other than being q and online you have to queue online to buy the things you want to buy Mm-hmm. And and then there's a queue when you get there as well, and like I rent as well, and mm-hmm. you know we've yeah, been look. here longer than we've been anywhere to be fair, but I still can never really see myself being here for I don't know longer than a year, like so I don't really want to start doing work to somebody else's house for them. If and the thing is as well when you. you, you you can't change anything in a rented property without no. there being like the, the landlord essentially getting really shitty about it and then your deposits yeah. down the draw, uh, down the drain but thankfully like th- this is one of the best houses we've ever moved into or lived in because mm. they did actually do they had done work right before we moved in they decided to make it look a lot better than it had and mm. uh, it still mostly looks that way um mm. no. No, I was going to say, um, uh, I'll just share with uh, people listening. I'd said it to you on the phone the other day. Speaking of podcasts and yourself, I ended up listening to a Wayne Emery podcast the other day and not even realising that it was going to happen. <laughs> it was, it's... I was, as people know, uh, who've been listening, I'm doing a re-listen of In the Wilderness, Trekmate In the Wilderness, as I'm watching Deep Space Nine. And uh, all of a sudden, you were on there. <laughs> Instead yep. of the boys. That's it. Back in 2012, probably 12 or 13. Yeah, 12. No, it would have been 13. Yeah, no, 13. Yeah, because it was April. Because yeah, you'd said it was an April Fool's thing where everybody on the Trekmate family network, as it was then. Oh, it's gone all light now. Hey, that's weird. <laughs> Very strange. It's definitely. Oh, and it's gone camera. darker again. That is bizarre. Sorry, Very we're just talk- I'm just talking about Skype. The Skype yeah. camera is a lot darker tonight, uh, and then it just went all light, and now it's gone dark again. Very odd, but sorry, I won't bring that up again. Yeah. But yeah, what were you reviewing? You were reviewing the episode with the Cardassian uh, mining uh, receptionist guy who who 
had surgery to make himself look like uh, oh, one know. of the generals or something. Yeah, yeah. No. It's weird because like, I thought like, oh, Wayne's gonna love this, you know, because you know, even though JD and Fez aren't there, he's gonna have fun, and it's like, okay, this is one of the most serious episodes like DS9 yeah. had had at that point, and like you, you can't do anything but take it seriously. I know well, that's the fucking thing, right? Because at that point, I was hosting you know, for that small period of time. I was hosting Trekmate by myself. And they had come up with this whole fucking idea. It was of, the odd times, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. And the it, um, they, it, all of the hosts of the other uh, family shows had come up with the idea of um, swapping shows. Mm. So I was like, okay, great. Normally I get a guest on. I couldn't. Uh, and then I started recording it and done the intro and just remembering it being absolutely shit and then oh, it was uh, I sorry but I, it was it, it was really fucking bad it, it, no one needs to go and listen to it again yeah because just don't it's, don't so, it's fucking awful I, I was and, listening to it thinking like I'm glad this isn't me yeah <laughs> I'm glad was, I'm not listening to myself back on my own and uh, then I started doing the fucking uh, episode review because, like, with the wilderness, they always used to do a watch along. Mm. So it wasn't like you real would, review, yeah, real time review. So, I, uh, so it's not like you'd just talk about it in the past tense. Mm. And watching the episode, I was just like, how the fuck do I make light make of like, anything yeah. in this episode? How do I and it was one of the most awkward things. So in the end, I just scrapped the entire real-time review and just messaged as many people as I could to get on. And I managed to get Matt and one other person on to like help yeah, me out. Yeah, oh, it's here, Matt, on there. Sorry. Yeah. So, but no, it was. It's it's not one of my finest moments. So I'll definitely admit that because it, even when I put it out, I was like, "Well, that was shit." I hated it. The review is not bad itself because it, it's something I always regretted not doing with uh, The Wilderness because I just enjoyed listening to them talking about the episodes, walking around, and mm-hmm. it, usually the episodes were quite fresh in my mind or I'd go and watch the episode on my own later that day or whatever without mm-hmm. them. Um, but because I know most DS9 pretty well, um, I just decided if if I can listen to them, I will. And... Um, I think it's fair to say your one wasn't as good with with Matt because because it, it just wasn't the same, and you neither of you were ready. But it's still really nice listening to to anyone uh, talking you through mm. an episode. But you know you know I've done that for years with um, uh, Blu-rays and DVDs. Like when you really love a film, sometimes like they'll treat you to like three or four different um, commentary commentary tracks. Yeah, with like. You might get one with the actors, one with the director, and then you might even have ones with like the costume makers or something. Mm-hmm. Or, and I love it all. You know, it's always interesting to to hear other pe- other people's opinions, and uh, mm-hmm. no, so it's still enjoyable. Excellent. Uh, no, and and I'm, you're flying through your DS9 rewatch. Yeah, I'm on episode. Just watched episode five of season two. Mm-hmm. Uh, tonight so i think the wilderness boys only got up to the end of season two or beginning of season three so yeah so you're going to be going alone at some point 
Yeah, I'll probably be going even quicker then once mm-hmm. I'm not doing this because sometimes I'll sit and listen to to them talking while I'm doing something else on the computer for that that half of the podcast. So I'm not just going to mm-hmm. fast forward it. Um, and it's quite funny yeah. listening to people. Well, I've been doing it for years, but it's funny pe- listening to people talking about stuff as it's, it's happening from up. years ago. Yeah. yeah. I think I said to you, I definitely said it to JD, like, it's just so funny listening to all you guys back then talking about, um, what's it called, Into Darkness. Yeah. Just going like, yeah, it's definitely uh, Gary Mitchell. Definitely. 100%. It's like, no. <laughs> and also, even funnier, hearing you guys saying, like, that wouldn't be Khan. They wouldn't do, that wouldn't be Khan, because that would be crap. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's like, no, it was Khan. Yeah. <laughs> Always oh. funny listening to that stuff. It, it, also, it, like, uh, JD and Fez going like, massive news! Disney have bought Star Wars! Oh my god, what are they going to do? And it's like, they've done it, guys. They've done it now. <laughs> yeah. They've done, they've done it. And, fuck it. I, I'll tell you what, I really want to go to... Uh, if I, it, at some point, I'd love to get to Florida just to go to that Star Wars park because that park looks amazing. Oh, I'm very happy to say for I have had my holiday rescheduled by the company that I'd paid for uh, for mm-hmm. my holiday in Orlando. So as long as all this coronavirus bollocks is over, I should be going from December 1st to December 14th. So I no, have a I... chance to do that. And we... it looks amazing. It does, yeah. It does. Yeah. I can't deny it. Well, even more so after on the Disney Plus um, app, like a subscription thing. Uh, I, I I love theme parks, so they've got a series oh, called uh, Imagineering, and oh, right. it's about the guys who build the Disney parks, and it like the first episode starts way back when Walt first wanted to open Disneyland. And mm. the last episode, it was like pretty much all about them building the Avatar and Star Wars areas. Cool. And that and it's just stunning. That is, it the is, detail yeah. in the things that they've done is amazing. It's amazing. Um, but also, one other thing that happened... Um, this week is we recorded with the Engage Boys. Yes, we did. Yeah, which is uh, partly what made us both say to each other on their show, like, shall we do a, a rewatch? Well, we were just saying, shall we do a rewatch of something? Yeah. And it just ended up at the same time because we are doing rewatches, us both, but we're watching different things at different times. We were like, let's watch it at the same time like they do. Yeah. Yeah, exactly, and that's it. we got the uh, inspiration for those boys. So me and J, uh, JD, uh, <laughs> I am I'm technically JD. They are my initials, JDH. Yeah, technically. Oh, JD. Yeah, um, me and Jude decided that we was gonna do a synchronized rewatch of Voyager. So, so that neither of us get too far ahead from each other, we've decided to keep it to, uh, like, one series, series per a month. month. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So we're going to be doing one series a month. And, and then... That the first one is only, is it 16 episodes? Yes. It, it worked out well that we chose to start that now. Uh, yeah. Sort of. Midway. At least a, yeah. 
Yeah, exactly. So we could still fit it in with May, considering like we were starting now. Mm-hmm. But uh, so yeah, that's what we decided. And also, um, when I mentioned it to Dominic, Dominic is also now doing a synchronized rewatch. <laughs> okay, <laughs> cool. Well. Very good. Yeah, because uh, he's doing Enterprise and. When I'd heard that, I thought, oh, I really want to do that. But there's only so much time in a day, in a week. And mm-hmm. I will rewatch Enterprise 100%. But I just Absolutely. don't feel like I'm going to fit that in. And plus, I, I, it's just too much to watch these different Star Trek things yeah. going on at the same time for me. Absolutely. And that's the thing, because if you spread yourself too thinly, you don't make progress mm. on any particular one either. And, and sometimes you start favouring one over the other, and it's mm-hmm. you, you know you feel like you're neglecting one, or mm-hmm. I don't know, it's complicated, but it's, yeah, <laughs> it is. It's uh, but it's um. So I fi- I finished my Deep Space Nine rewatch. Um, I think I can't remember if it was at the weekend or on Friday, mm. but and I have to say. The season finale of uh, DS9, I know a lot of people like are disappointed by it, but I love it. I really do love it. And I know, I know that season seven gets a lot of stick as well, but I think with a lot of people, the reason why season seven gets stick is only because it's following season six. Mm-hmm. Because season six sets such a high bar. But I really, really enjoyed season seven of Deep Space Nine. Same here, yeah, definitely. I don't think I was ever disappointed with Deep Space Nine. Well, I don't think I was hardly ever disappointed with Deep Space Nine through my entire rewatch. I absolutely loved it. Absolutely loved it. And then also uh, topped it off, as I said I would, with what we left behind as well and as you said last week just watching those hd uh, scenes oh. from the show it's honestly it's so beautiful in that documentary and it, it is deserves that treatment it really, it really does. does i i just i kept saying the word cri- it's criminal mm-hmm. that they've not done that for deep space nine and voyager you know it's, mm-hmm. it's not fair no no it really isn't Hi, thanks for choosing to listen to the TrekMate podcast. If you'd like to get a hold of us, you can tweet us at TrekMate1701 or you can email TrekMate1701 at gmail.com. You can also find us on Facebook just by searching for TrekMate. If you would like to help support the show, you can go to our Patreon at patreon.com forward slash sci-fi collective where you could sign up to various tiers to help us which include extra special bonus goodies, such as exclusive Patreon-only podcasts, stickers, t-shirts, and even com badges. So check out our Patreon at patreon.com forward slash sci-fi collective. Obviously, we know that not everyone can help support the show financially, and we want you to know that we appreciate you just listening to the show. Once again, thanks for listening. So, as well as my uh, our uh, Voyager rewatch that we're doing, uh, I 
began my TNG rewatch because I was always saying it's going to be Voyager or TNG that I do a rewatch of mm. next. So TNG is my solo rewatch. So I'm just going to plow through as as often as I can and as quickly as I can. I will do at some point, but I'm not in no rush to do that one. Uh, I definitely put Enterprise ahead of that for me once I've done uh, DS9 and Voyager. To be honest, I want to do Enterprise again, but I can't justify it when it's been so long since I've done a full TNG rewatch. Yeah, no, no, it's that's been, fair enough. Yeah, it's been so I, I long I don't think I want to do more than, like I, like I was saying, two at the same time. Anyway, should we yeah. get on to Voyager a bit? Yeah, no. One thing I would say, though, Go is fucking... For me, season one of uh, TNG is a slog. Oh, yeah, yeah, we know that. It, it's it definitely... It took a while to find its feet, didn't it? Yeah. Oh, it, it really, really is a slog. And Code of Honor really... I, can, I would say it hasn't aged well, but I can't imagine it was even fucking good at the time. Code yeah. of Honor is the um, episode with the... Um, uh, black tribe who uh, kidnapped Tasha Yar. Yeah, it's yeah, like, I oh, I kidnapped Tasha Yar. She'd be my wife, and mm. it's like, and it's like, and then I give her back if you make full apology. No, now she has to fight to the death. Why the fuck did you not just beam her off? And and then I would have been able to not fucking put up with any of this shit that's going on and that's just ignoring the racist overtones through the whole yeah. Fucking episode yeah that is definitely very present there I, I think a lot of tng season one just even though it was decades removed it just felt like bad tos yeah just continued and just changed just made to look a bit different because it now it's the 80s but it still had that feel didn't it oh so much of that feel and even even when it's episodes that are literally directly taking the fucking thing like the naked now where it's uh like t- uh, carrying on from uh like that tos episode where they all like go hedonistic mm. and stuff and and it's like even with code of honor um, the whole premise of like the battle to the death that Tasha has with this woman, and it ends up being like a fake sort of death. It it felt like a um shit rip off off of um where uh, Kirk has to fight to the death with Spock. Yeah, no, I was just thinking of that as you were saying it with the with the shovels. Yeah, when he was going <laughs> through Pon Far. I'm trying to remember what episode name that was. But yeah, no, fuck it right now. But if I read it, I'd be like, yeah, that. But no, yeah. I can't think. And I know there'll be dozens of people saying it's this, obviously, guys. Yeah, but what people need to no, our listeners understand that we never retain information. No. That's and it. we and we're recording at one thirty at night, and you know we've usually been up since about six o'clock that same day. And I've been fucking knocking down the wall and decorating. So. Yeah. Yeah, so give us a break. But what I have been pleasantly surprised by is how good season one of Voyager has been. Yes, 
Uh, I would definitely agree with that. I just want to say a couple of things before I start talking about it properly, which is... Yeah, go for it. I just knew that this time watching Voyager, I think it's partly because of what's going on in real life at the moment. It's partly due to um, us being quite disappointed by the newer Trek series um, with Picard and uh, especially Discovery. I just wanted to go into it this time with sort of sort of fresh eyes, but just sort of remember what I've seen in the past and, and just think about everything I know about TNG and all these other programs and where they've gone with the new ones and just give it the best chance I can, you know, mm-hmm. try not to be critical and, you know, even if it's already established or semi-established opinions I've got on aspects of the show or characters mm-hmm. i wanted to kind of think just like just imagine that i'm watching it for the first time and i've only watched tos and tng sort of thing mm-hmm. um so yeah i'm just trying to be as optimistic and positive about it as possible and so that's how i went into watching uh caretaker a few days ago mm-hmm. and i'll say with that episode it's i think I always enjoyed that episode. I think I've always said like I like that, and then it went downhill from the second episode onwards. But I really enjoyed uh, Caretaker more than ever the other day. I think. Yeah. Well, yeah. it's it's a good opening episode in the sense of you get to know. Honestly, it lays the groundwork. If I could give it any sort of criticism, which I know they would never have done this back in the day, is make it a a three-parter instead of a mm-hmm. two-parter. They could have done even more with that, uh, in my opinion. But, I mean, that's something I'm going to repeat, what I have repeated about Voyager, and so have you, and um, I'm sure we will do. There was always more they could have done yeah. if, if they'd actually had con- more continuing stories or, you know, at least two-parters or three-parters and stuff. Mm-hmm. But, uh, but yeah, a very strong start. And I, I was going to say, um, if it's all right with you, Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know how long we'll record tonight. We've just gone past one thirty. I don't really want to go much past two o'clock if that's all. No, right. I was going to probably go about another twenty, thirty minutes. So I was going to say, do you want to kind of concentrate more another day on the first five or so episodes? What well, we can dip into it. Mm-hmm. But I was going to say to you, is it all right tonight if we talk instead? Mm-hmm. And, and you can use the first five episodes. You don't just have to use Caretaker. But just our first impre- talk about our first impressions of the characters. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no, I'm happy to do that. But before we touch on that, can I just ask, uh, where was your head at when Voyager came out on its first run? Was you actively watching Trek at the time? Was you looking forward to watching Voyager? No, no. I, I, you know, I was fully into TNG uh, when I was younger. I, I couldn't even tell you when um, Voyager came on, mm-hmm. what time it was on, all that sort of stuff back in the day. But I did the same thing with Voyager and DS9, where I let it pass me by. I didn't know when they'd started. Mm-hmm. And I remember seeing bits, uh, or, or maybe even watching a whole episode, of both shows and especially with DS9, it was more so, but a little bit with Voyager as well. I thought like, well, this is interesting. This is different. You know, it's got aspects of TNG that I like, but there's stuff there what makes it feel more modern and more cool. Mm-hmm. Like I remember, I, 
what little I do remember is like, oh, this this ship seems different. It's interesting the way that they kept, you know, I didn't fully know what the story was, but it, I thought it was interesting that they cared about resources and, and how mm-hmm. things are going to work. And But with both shows, I was just like, it's like if you walked into a cinema, mm-hmm. like 20 minutes into the film, you just think, ah, I'll come another day. And that's yeah. what I did with both of those series. I was just like, one of these days, I don't know how, I'm going to do it because I certainly wasn't going to buy all the VHSs back in the day. Mm-hmm. Um, the way they sold them and the prices they sold them at. I was like, one day I'll watch them in a row. If they ever show them on TV or if it's ever convenient, I will watch them from episode one, season one onwards. And that didn't come mm-hmm. a long time to me until I was an adult when I bought them on DVD mm-hmm. or rented them on DVD. Um, so, So I wasn't really there. So I can't really answer that question other than saying it looked very intriguing but i just stuck to tng yeah uh, back in the day because that's the thing i uh the first time that i ever heard of voyager was because obviously uh, ds9 started out midway through um tng Mm. whether it was was series four uh, series four of tng is when uh, DS9 started. And at that point in time, I really didn't get onto the DS9 bandwagon. I watched mm. a few episodes, but I wasn't fussed by it. I think me at that time being like, I, uh, how old would I have been? I would have been about 10, 11. Mm-hmm. I, wasn't, I don't think I fully appreciated Deep Space Nine at the time. I think it's, it's the same opinion with most people, from what I can tell. Mm-hmm. From, from what it's even in the documentary, isn't it? Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. Because wait, if it was season four, that would have been uh, eighty-seven, eighty-eight, eighty-nine, ninety, ninety-one. Yeah. No, I wouldn't have even been that. I would have been about seven or eight. Wow. So, yeah, no, it really wasn't for me at that time when no. DS9 really first came out. And um, so when TNG was wrapping up, um, uh, after they, uh, on Sky, after they showed the season finale, they also put on uh, the one-hour special of Jonathan Frakes yeah. showing all the behind-the-scenes. mm and he gave like a sneak glimpse of this new show coming called Voyager. Yeah. And that just grips my imagination. And I was really looking forward to it. It's going to, I think any TNG fan it is. I mean, I, I've joked about that and sort of criticized mm-hmm. it in a way of saying it's TNG junior mm-hmm. or whatever. But what the fuck's wrong with that? There's nothing wrong with that. No, exactly. Exactly. And the thing is, look at I... us all praising the Orville all these years later. Exactly. And I, I, for some reason, I can't remember watching it as it aired on Sky. I have this distinct feeling that for some reason it came out on VHS first because I remember having the VHS and then seeing it on TV after mm. because um I uh, uh, do you remember? Uh, I'm sure we've had this discussion before. Do you remember Britannia? Like the, the main, uh, yeah, like that yeah. would also do the um, like buy VHSs mm-hmm. and everything off them. 
and we would have we had the Britannia magazine come and it had like season one of Voyager the entire series run on VHS so I ordered uh, no no I'm fucking lying I'm lying to you no (laughs) it was no it was one of the deals where you um, bought the first four for the price of the first one and then you got sent each the next VHS once a month mm-hmm. so that is how I saw season one of Voyager and I continued that subscription on until like season three until the end of season three mm. so yeah so it's, that is that was my first experience it was like always getting that VHS through and then watching Voyager that way and I loved it I absolutely cool. loved Voyager at the time so yes back to your point what's your first impressions of characters so do you want to go in an order should we go like from lowest ranking to highest or highest to lowest or should we just go all over i think it might be easier to keep track of where we're going if we do those orders should we start at the top sure yes what was your first impressions of janeway uh so catherine janeway uh i'm gonna i'm gonna talk as I as me now watching it this mm. this last week or so, yeah, uh, yeah, I really like her. Um, you know, th- there's so much talk these days about positive women characters, and it's like there's this really positive, strong one from the bloody nineties, and mm-hmm. you know that people seem to forget about that these days. Um, but no, you, you can't get much stronger, better character than that. And the thing is with Janeway is it because so far uh, myself and Jude we've both watched the first four episodes um so the caretaker well, four or five depending yeah if you're counting caretaker as one yeah the first four episodes yeah yeah um and so that's how far, we've just watched the phage and she's so she's she's strong um you know, she knows what she's doing. She's constantly trying to build good relationships with everyone, even though everyone's different. Everyone's very different, you know, on her crew because because she's making up the crew as she goes along. You but, can tell she's always thinking. She's got a sense of humor. She can have a try and have a bit of a laugh and a joke with everyone, even in these crazy times that you know all this stuff that's going on around them, and she's having to be in charge, and she just takes it on and yes yeah, a, a great character she is and also she's she's also as well as being a very uh strong female character she's not the stereotypical standoffish badass strong character she's a character that um ha- it, it, that is that maternal sort of feeling that empathetic like mother Mm. figure as well yeah similar to similar to archer really isn't it very very similar and it's like she but also she's willing to give people um a chance like she like she actively goes out of her way to give paris like uh, like that chance even though everyone fucking hates paris at the beginning Mm-hmm. And uh, like she sticks up for him, she defends him, uh, and gives him that chance. But 
and she she gen she seems like she genuinely cares about all of her stuff and also i i enjoy in caretaker just that small scene of her talking with mark about the dogs because it just shows yeah. that tender uh side to her as well i don't know where they fucking got a haircut from though i i know like it's oh, the hair's awful that, yeah, <laughs> yeah what was that about why did they pick that hair like even when like she's like on the planet um on the the times whatever it's called uh episode episode three i guess um like she's got her hair down but she's still got it up in that thing and it's just like why <laughs> why did you make her do that she just looks weird but that's obviously a nitpick yeah what do they call it the booth okay. yeah, yeah. Like, it's like a bun on top of a bun yeah or a bun on top of a loaf it's it's mm-hmm. just weird it and is. also she's she's um she's yet to grow into her own body on the on the first season where she's very very slim it's the slimmest i've ever seen her mm-hmm. she's like a person who a little bit of weight on her a little bit of meat on her bones like suits her better she looks more normal like that so even though she doesn't look super thin or anything mm-hmm. in fact she looks quite nice in in that uh, first season in that uniform but with the hair like it makes her head look massive <laughs> compared to her body, like yep. a bubble head or something. Mm-hmm. It's funny. Oh, definitely. But definitely. that's not her fault, you know. She's just going along with the thing. But uh, yeah, great actress as well. Like she goes through so many different emotions just in those first four episodes alone. Mm-hmm. Just I interacting mean, with the crew alone, you know. Just interacting with the crew and how she deals with the phage, uh, the um, Vidians. Uh, is that what they're called from the phage yeah 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 i'm positive that's what they're called oh she made me laugh when i was watching that it was tonight i've watched that mm-hmm. and like when they first beam them aboard uh on the ship after they finally found them and got them and like i think she's supposed to be feeling a whole range of negative emotions when they first mm-hmm. beam them aboard like oh you, you know you took neelix's lungs you know, I'm angry with you. I'm a little bit scared of you. And but I think one of the feelings was also like, Ugh! <laughs> just so I read that on her face. Like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> when I was watching that scene, I just thought the only thing what could make this scene better is like a snot bubble coming out of <laughs> the nose, or maybe one of them just like farts while they're talking. Like, uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> They are proper fucking grotesque. They are gross, but that would have made it even better for me. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, dear. So, uh, what did you think of Chakotay this time round? Like I said, I'm being more positive with everyone and also trying to take in their stories while not judging them for their stories. And I think maybe with Chakotay and Balana, I sort of failed to didn't completely fail, but didn't really think hard enough about the fact that they are both former Starfleet. So mm-hmm. whenever I've criticised the whole joining of the Marquis with Starfleet thing, like, I don't think I've thought hard enough about that fact that they were actually Starfleet. Mm-hmm. And at least in these first few episodes, I don't think it's ever said like how much time they spent in Starfleet and how much time they've spent being Marquis. Because I guess Belana's supposed to be pretty young here. Um, Belana quit the academy. 
I know that much. Yeah, but yeah. what I'm saying is she's quite young, so I don't know yeah. how long she was in the academy and how long she's oh, been. Oh, how long she's in the market, she yeah. Could, she could be only, like, supposed to be 23 or something, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, we'll come to Bilana. But, yeah, Chakota, everybody. I'd say everybody, apart from maybe Neelix, Mm-hmm. which will come to him either last or second to last. Everybody I like a bit more this time round mm-hmm. than I have in the past. So, yeah, I like um, Chakotay so far. Yeah. Oh, no, I definitely agree with you. I, uh, I've never had a problem with Chakotay. I think uh, my f- previous opinions of him is just, yeah, I thought they could have done more with the marquee thing, and he always just came across as a bit boring and stuff. But, but you know he's he's been suddenly put been put in this role as commander and I think he's just trying to take it seriously and just like Janeway he's adapting to something that he wasn't expecting mm-hmm. so so far I like him and I think he's doing a good job as a as a character mm-hmm. uh, and, and even the actor he's just doing what is required of him at at this point exactly and uh, the, the only thing I'd say that I don't feel bad. Like I, I, I'd say the only thing that I would want more from Chukose is just to see him more because um, in Voyager, especially like what we've watched so far, Janeway tends to lead the away missions. Mm-hmm. Where say in TNG, Riker would yeah. always lead yeah, the away it's missions. Always freaks, yeah, yeah. Where like he would never let Picard lead any away mission where he but thought at, that. F- from the position of the writers I could see why they would want to do that mm-hmm. you don't want to have your first female captain and then be just be like oh you sit there love yeah let Chakotay do that and also the fact that he has you know just been the captain of the uh, or mm-hmm. commander whatever he was of, of the marquee ship yeah um, but yeah if they if they don't do that more with him in the future that yeah that's a waste but i could see why they wouldn't at first because you'd want to establish janeway as a uh strong captain and mm-hmm. you know. yeah oh yeah no absolutely and i i'm not even of the sort that um i, I never used to get uh wound up by chakose with his vision quests or anything that, yeah that wouldn't bother that me made me laugh in the past but uh but yeah i'm gonna see how you feel about it this time around yeah yeah um so who would be next uh, yeah Tuvok would be next in command um again yeah i definitely like him more this time round uh, than i did in the past i don't really i think in the past maybe i just thought like oh we've done this before mm-hmm. you know we, we've had the serious vulcan and stuff but uh i don't know no I, I like his introduction the fact that he's he's undercover and he's doing his little bit of acting so obviously mm-hmm. he was getting away with that like they had no idea that he was starfleet um you know it, it's funny straight away when chakotay says like oh so what were you going to do just del- deliver me into their hands and he's just like yep <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like no human out. yep that that's exactly yeah. what i was going to do oh no he, he says uh no first of all i was going to find out where all of your bases of operation and your Mm. Uh, like what you was up to and then i was going to deliver you into their waiting hands yeah so but uh, no but he, he's got lots of good stuff uh to come um mm-hmm. to but um yeah i mean he's had a few moments in those first few episodes but i can't think of them right now but he 
No, he's good. I don't think there's anything wrong with him being very similar to Spock. You know, that's a compliment, if anything. No, exactly. And the thing is, there is nothing wrong with being compared to Nimoy uh, at all. And the thing is, he's he's playing a Vulcan. How many ways can you play a Vulcan accurately? Yeah. Yeah, it's true. Exactly. So, yeah, no, I like I like Tuvok and I like his his frustrations when it comes to situations that he feels extremely uncomfortable with whether that's neelix or mm-hmm. anything else just because the vulcan disdain that he he portrays that very well yeah like uh you you get an intro to what is to come with him and neelix mm-hmm. uh, where he's the first person he sees when he gets transported onto this i think that's the first time he's ever been transported like that neelix yeah it is yeah so it's new to him, and um, I think I don't know if Neelix is joking or if he's serious. When I think he thinks um, Tuvok's actually introducing himself as Vulcan, as if that's yes. his name. So I think that may be the seed of that joke. Why he continues to call him Mister Vulcan? Yeah, that is. I, I think that went over my head the first two or three times I'd seen that. Yeah, but, no, uh, but yeah, it I like is. that. So, um, Balana. Belana, I liked her much more this time uh, than I did the times before I've watched it. I think before she just, I think uh, the, the way that the character immediately identifies herself as like sort of 70% human or something who like, uh, uh, what's the word? Not not regrets, but mm-hmm. she doesn't, what, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, she. Oh, what's the bloody uh, word? Um, not what she. She's ashamed of her Klingon side. Yeah, yeah. I can't think of the word I'm looking for. It's on the tip of my tongue, but. Um, no, ashamed works. Yeah, but she's more angry about it. I can't think of the word. It'll come to me after the pod. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, the first time I saw that uh, years ago, I was like, I don't like you for being like that because I like Klingons and and. But this time round, like I thought, no, I, I really understand this time, you know, that she's mm-hmm. not got a split personality, but but she's blaming these parts of her personality on that, which isn't fair to do. But, you know, we've had all sorts of caricature Klingons in different series mm-hmm. where they are really over the top and really aggressive. So mm-hmm. it makes sense, you know, and she's very intelligent and. That's it. She, when she's wanting to, because uh, you see, like her regret actions, like mm-hmm. like after she's done them, because just the Klingon impulses like override her thing of like when Carrie gets involved in engineering and she gives yeah. him a, like broken nose for the uh, for the thanks of it. Yeah, and. Yeah, it, she it, she just struggles with that, and as you said, she doesn't mean for that to happen. It's just that it's the Klingon side of her that can't really help it. And I think that first time round, that that scene you were just talking about, I sort of um, didn't like her getting to be chief engineer so quick. Mm-hmm. But this time, it was like exactly the opposite. I was just like, no, I totally get that. Chakotay's um, suggestion and decision to do that uh, made a lot of sense. And also the whole scene with Janeway, uh, where I think it's 
one of the following episodes, like episode two or three, uh, where Belana and Janeway together help save the day. Mm-hmm. Um, like it establishes that relationship, and you know it's Janeway who's making the decision. Like, no, this is a good idea. No, you it's know. the same episode. That's the same episode, Parallax, where the, uh, it, mm. um, it, she broke his nose at the beginning, and then they work together, and like, yeah. so she proves like that she knows what she's doing. So yeah, Parallax, that that whole episode, yeah, it did uh, an excellent job for me of establishing the character. I liked her in every way. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. yeah, in every sense of the word. Yeah, no, she. It, that's the thing. She's uh, once again. I know it's a bit of a trope. Uh, but she's a really strong female character. Mm. But also, I think she's extremely competent. She don't take no shit. And, uh, well, she she's almost like at that opposite end of uh, Jane, where she has like no personal skills, really, when it comes to certain people. Yeah, but then she's able to admit that at the end of the episode mm-hmm. uh, to Carrie. And, yeah, I, I, I think I'm going to enjoy her a lot more in general the next time round. And even I know that, you know, she ends up being in a, a relationship with Tom Paris, like never enjoyed that in the past, but I think maybe I'll enjoy that this time. That's it. Wait, watch this space. Yeah. It's quite a while to get there. I think, isn't it? It's yeah. a few series in. It is. I think it might be four. Mm. I might think it might be season four. So whilst we're talking about Paris. Sure. Uh, yeah, like, uh, I had a good laugh at Tom in these episodes. I think, uh, like, people in the past, including myself, have just called him, like, Riker Light or Riker Jr. Mm-hmm. or whatever. But I didn't necessarily, you know, I wanted to give everyone a good chance. And I think, as a kid, I think, even though I didn't really watch it as a kid, I think you'd see him as, like, oh, he's a cheeky guy, he's a bit of a bad yeah. guy. But now, watching it, I think, well, no, he's not. He just had a bit of bad luck mm-hmm. uh, getting to where he was in life, just made a few wrong decisions or bad decisions or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but like when, you know, everyone, like you said, everyone on the ship hates him and the only person who likes him is Janeway and Harry doesn't know him. So um, I'll get to Harry in a minute, but like as a kid, you might've been on Harry's side thinking like, oh, be careful of this guy, Harry. But as an adult, I'm thinking like, He's a loser, Tom. Don't <laughs> yeah. Don't hang around with Harry. And the thing you know, is, Tom just seems normal to me now. Yeah, and the, the thing is with Tom, is he's had a hard run of it. Mm, it it's the fact that, that, that you, you, I am, I'm empathising a lot with Tom. Yeah, and and it's not just the ship that hates him; the other ship hates him as well. Yeah, every fucker hates him. Yeah. Yeah, so not only like after half of the Starfleet crew dying, then another crew beams aboard that equally hates him for ratting them out. Yeah. So he's yeah he's not got it easy. I tell you who he's. Uh, who... Yeah, the El Chicote even says Chicote says about to fall off a bloody like little bridge thing, and he was like, oh, at least my last dying wish will be granted by seeing you die with me. It's like fuck it, mate, calm down. Yeah. I know, that's a bit footlong, isn't it? Yeah. Not thanks for trying to save me. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, you were uh, going to say something. I, I was going to say that um, for, uh, for me, I've been getting inklings of... He he seems like, yeah, he, a little bit more of a roguish 
version of Bashir. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair to say. He, yeah. he, he see, for me, he seem, maybe it's just because I've just watched the S9, but he seems to share like certain uh, right. personality right, yeah. traits. Mm. And I think that's... Uh, I love Bashir, so I uh, instantly on this rewatch, I'm warming to Tom straight away. Mm. Yeah. So yeah, I agree with that. So uh, what about his sidekick? So we're doing Harry. So... Oh, Harry, like, oh, he's the easiest person to, I feel, or one of the easiest people to joke about mm-hmm. in the show. Um, uh, I, I've kind of enjoyed him in the past, um, but I think he was, this time round, the character I disliked the most. Mm-hmm. Where it's just like, he's just such a goody two shoes. It's it's annoying. Yeah. Um, and I just don't know that he develops. Well, I know he doesn't go up in rank. That's the main joke everyone mm-hmm. makes. But I don't know that the character even really develops much over the seven series. I mean, I'll I'll talk to you about that more as it happens during yeah. our rewatch. But yeah, I think he was maybe tied with. No, no, I think no. I'm going to say in this past rewatch of the last uh, of the first five episodes I've watched the last few days he's the least likable character i think i think so as well and it's one of those things of you said it yourself he's too much of a goody two shoes mm. and it's like tom's literally saying let's go on a, del- a date with the delaney sisters mm. like, or at least just come and be my wingman you know because there's two of them yeah exactly so i've got a girlfriend it's like yeah you might not see her for another 75 years you know in which case yeah. he'll be dead anyway exactly and yeah, no, he's he's a bit of a wet blanket so far. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I think that's generally my opinion of him. I don't dislike Harry. I no, I don't dislike. No, I never him. I disliked him. I I think in fact he was one of the characters I liked more the first few times around. Mm-hmm. I I don't know what I don't know if that's because I met um what's his name at some point Garrett. Yeah, Garrett Wong. And uh, yeah, like you, if you did at one of the FCDs. That's right. Yeah, he's quite a funny guy to talk to. Mm-hmm. So I think watch uh, meeting him there made me enjoy watching my second watch mm-hmm. of Voyager uh, or enjoying him on theirs. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, this time I was like, nah, you're a bit of a loser. <laughs> and he just mm. um, the Doctor. Oh, the Doctor. Um, I think we would have both said this anyway, like definitely in those first few episodes, but it's going to be the case for the next seven seasons. Mm-hmm. Best character in the show, most interesting, most funny. He's yeah. even in five episodes, he has the most character growth. Yeah. And, and that will happen more over the seven seasons, but yeah, just can't say enough good things about that character. Very, very funny. Very cool. Oh no, I definitely agree. That's the, the, it, just all of the doctor's interactions with people. Uh, you, you, they're they're already sowing the seeds at this point of his um, not wanting to be treated like shit by mm. people. Yeah, as well as well as his uh, frustration at the situation of uh, being asked upon to perform everything that a normal doctor would have been yeah i i like the fact that even he he's the, the computer program hologram like he clearly does have emotions from the word go you know like he has 
he's born into the show with a personality where like you say he's pissed off like that he's been put in this position and that just carries on mm-hmm. but um, it, and, and after watching deep space nine as well we find that that's just something that uh zimmerman uh puts into uh the programs is like the, the person that he put and like makes the emh based on he what? takes personality traits from them even though I'm doing it in order, I'm quite tempted to just skip ahead to that one episode of DS9, just so it will help me enjoy uh, Voyager even more. Mm-hmm. You know, no, well, the, that character in Voyager, anyway. Yeah. Oh, you can I easily do, do that. that as a one shot. Yeah. Yeah, it's not like I'm watching it for the first. I'm not cheating, so. No, exactly, exactly. And but um, yeah, definitely the best character so far, absolutely. and I don't think my opinion will change on that either. No, no, probably not. Um, and lastly, Kess and Neelix. Um, okay, so I I'll do Kess first. I always like uh, Kess, and um, God, her wig looks awful though. It does. Like I'm sure later on she doesn't have a wig. She, they've like actually given her that haircut later on. Mm-hmm. Um, and then for a couple of episodes they give her long hair, but we'll get to that in another time. And they mm-hmm. never explain why, but. But yeah, her wig looks bloody awful. Um, I thought she had a really interesting beginning. The fact that she's sort of like a, a slave to the um, compass or whatever the hell they're called. Kazon. Kazon. Where have I? Oh, no, that's what they're called. That's, what, that's she what she is. is. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, she was all roughed up. They they could have done way more than that. They sort of skimmed over that, really. Mm-hmm. Like they, they did the storyline for the Kazon and the compass, but not her specifically like she had like black eyes and blood coming out of her mouth and all sorts and they didn't really delve into that too much which i think they could have done um but she she doesn't have much of a role compared to the other characters in these first episodes she's building a relationship with the doctor and Mm -hmm. she's making him feel better about himself and obviously you can see she's a really positive influence on Neelix, but um, but yeah, just in the first few episodes, she just seems like a, a nice person. But yeah, I was always interested in the past in where the character could go, and uh, that's one of my criticisms of Voyager of my previous watches, just saying they definitely could have done more, and they mm. definitely shouldn't have killed her off. But no, we'll talk about that more in future. But absolutely, just just a nice character is what I'd say. Yeah, first. and in the first episode, first few episodes, um, well, not first, uh, uh, in um, time, is it timing again? Um, yeah, I think so. They, yeah, they then sow the seeds there of uh, oh, not telepathy, having, but... yeah, having sort of like premonition sort of ability, mm-hmm. so it's some sort of extra sensory perception. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so yeah, sorry, they did do a bit more building than I thought. Yeah, in those first few episodes. Yeah, that was good. Yeah, so they did start sowing the seeds for that. Mm-hmm. Okay, and the uh, what most people consider the most hated character in Voyager. I I would never say I've hated him, but I never really liked him that much. Mm-hmm. I've you know, I think he was one of the characters that I saw back in the day when I would when I'd switched it on on the TV and thought, oh, I'll watch this in future, and remember thinking, oh. He looks interesting, you know, like, why is he cooking? Why does he need to cook? Um, But, yeah, he was the character other than Harry 
this last week but i had the most trouble trying to like where i'm trying to be really positive but he can come across as annoying but you know i just think well i'm a bit of a hypocrite if i start hating on him when i'm Mm -hmm. trying to be positive this week and that's pretty much all the character is is a guy who's trying to see the positives in everything going on around him so so that's good like he you know i know he's being a cook and he's pretending to be a guide which he's not that good at um but like he's like i I think maybe even janeway maybe even says it in the future or might have imagined it where Mm -hmm. it's like he's a mascot yeah or something you know which you know is a good role to have in the situation they're in so i think she ends up uh, making him the ambassador is that it? Is that what she says? Yeah, I think so. Like the ship's ambassador. I think that's what she ends up making him. But the, yeah, no, I uh, to be honest, I've always kind of liked Neelix. He's never really wound me up that much. Um, it's like I I have always enjoyed his interactions with uh, Tuvok and uh, uh, other people. The only thing that I would say coming up in season one um it might be a bit into season two but um the only thing that kind of annoys me because you're right he is the overall sort of like positive force on the show um but he uh, when he gets really needy and also um uh, there's signs of it in those first few episodes but it's on its way yeah, just getting really needy and paranoid with regards to Kess and Tom. It, yeah, it, the seeds are planted already when he's when he's had his lungs taken away by the, uh, mm-hmm. you know, snot faces. Yeah, and that that for me is the only point that Neelix winds me up. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, but I forgive him. It's, that it's hard I'm to like sympathise with ways. Him. Yeah, just because it's like he's a real needy shit, and the thing you're, is, you're more on Kez's side, aren't you? Like, yeah, she's yeah, not doing anything wrong. And he's he's really uh, his relationship with Kes is really quite controlling. Mm. And that's what even in these early days as well. It's like I do like Neelix, but he is really ultra controlling of Kes. Yes. And that kind of winds me up, but still, yeah, no, it's it, that is my initial thoughts. And I suppose it, this is going to be something that we touch on every so often for quite a while now since we're doing our rewatch. But um, I think that is going to be the end of the episode, guys. Because... I think so. One one of mine's just woke up. So yeah. So me and Jude need to head to bed. It was ten past two in the morning. But I, I will say before I go, I really look forward to talking through uh, the episodes, the first five and whatever more we've watched uh, by mm-hmm. you know time we next. Yeah, Sarah's now saying, "Come up." Yeah. Time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. Well, good timing. Good timing. Yeah, so, I'll, I'll speak to you um, tomorrow, and, and we'll sort out a date to do that. But I'm already looking forward to it. Yeah, same here, same here. Uh, no, and it's been nice to actually like get these positive views on Voyager out there as well. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, remember, uh, if you want to drop us a line, uh, trekmate1701 at gmail.com uh, or tweet us at trekmate1701 or grab us on Facebook. Uh, thank you very much for listening, everybody. I've been Wayne Emery. I've been Jude Hawkins. And that's Trekmate. Trekmate. <laughs>
This is Captain Catherine Janeway of the Federation Starship Voyager. What is the nature of your emergency? on deck six, Captain. Mr. Tuvok is investigating. Keep me informed. Visit trekmate.org.uk and boldly go where no podcast has gone before. Make it so. Prepare to attack all hands battle stations. Don't worry, we will get to the bottom of this. All right. Ask is a tall ship and a I don't want excuses, I want answers. Am I authorized to enter the neutral zone? How do you think that tells me about your character? 
Captain's log, stardate 3541.9. Program complete. Enter when ready. I am Captain Jean-Luc Picard, and I approve this message. Tweet us at TrekMate1701. Make it so.